What are your chances? Fair. What are your chances of getting out of here with that jacket on? Better than average. Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. Flat out like a lizard drinker. They say what? What? Shoot the dopey bastard! Right. All right, two fleas arguing over who owns the dog they live on. That's a knife. That's a knife. Welcome back to Evening Viewers with Paul Hogan. I'm journalist Francis Whiting. Fame and fortune has never held much attraction to Paul Hogan. Even at the height of his celebrity during the Crocodile Dundee phenomenon, we didn't see him on the red carpet or rubbing shoulders with the stars at glitzy Hollywood parties. Instead, it's pretty clear what Hogue's holds dearest. Spend any time with him and he'll start talking about family. He's got five children with his first wife, Nolene Hogan, Brett, Clay, Todd, Lauren and Scott, and a son, Chance, with his second wife, Linda Kowalski. He also has 11 adult grandchildren. Hoax's oldest son, Brett, is 60, while his youngest boy, Chance, is 21. And he has clearly adored fatherhood both times around. From a close-knit family in Sydney's western suburbs himself, in this episode, Hoax talks wives, children and the whole kit and caboodle. My favourite line from the book, actually, was you saying that show business is not the most... It's like this. I'm sorry if I may not get it exactly right, but you said show business is not the most important thing to me. That's the gift of my life. It spoke to the fact that what is important to you is family and friends foremost. So I just want to talk a little bit about your own family um, going back to your earlier years, your own mum yep. and dad, you're a proud Westie. Can yep. you tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about those childhood years? Oh, we're just classic Westie. Yeah. Sort of like um, oh, I just enjoyed life. So, Always did. I didn't have to overcome terrible obstacles or anything. I had, you know, I had a nice family, I had great friends and sort of like always felt sort of lucky. Never had the the usual, the typical grief that, that a lot of people, especially in show business, everyone has these stories about how they were abused and sort of downtrodden. And uh, I always feel a bit guilty because I never had any of that. No. Yeah, you had this kind of typical working class upbringing with your, with your mum and dad and your siblings. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, as you say, kind of lucky you eventually, after a few jobs, I know, up on the bridge for 10 years... They seem like pretty happy years to me. They were because oh, well, I, I was bit busy making a family. Yeah, you sure up. were. Yeah. <laughs> had them young, had them young, and grew up with them. That was sort of like fabulous. You know, to be a to be a dad at, uh, at eighteen or nineteen, and then sort of and enjoy it, and had uh, you know like. A, a, First three boys, I had three sons by the time I was 23, I think. And then we all grew up together, you know, we sort of like, and then as they got older, I'd take, take them to their football on Saturday and watch them play, and on Sunday they'd come and watch me play. And it was sort of like all kids together. Oh, you know, it was a wonderful experience to have kids that young and, and enjoy it. Do you think Nolene sometimes wondered back in those days who was the biggest kid in the family? Yeah, absolutely. Who <laughs> was the worst? <laughs> it was just, no, it's just, just 
just enjoyed every minute of it. And it's just wonderful to see little humans develop and come, come to be people. And then you became a father again, second time around with, with Linda. And I wanted to ask you, what's that been like? Because as you say, you have your first child at 18 hmm. and then your last child, well, we think it's your last child, who knows? Anything could happen. At <laughs> uh, uh, Your last child at, um, how old were you when, when, when Chance was born? Around 60, I think. Yeah. So what's yeah. fatherhood been like for you the second time around? I have been the youngest dad at the PTA meeting and I've also been the oldest. So it's still great. Covered the spectrum. It was probably easier the first time because I was younger and had a lot more energy and what have you. And, it was, and I had like three, four kids straight away and, and reveled in it. But... Second time around with chance, it was sort of like, oh, now I had another chance to have a kid. And now I don't have to worry either. It's sort of like, you know, it's sort of, I don't have to worry about where the, where the next check's coming from or anything like that. Or what, what, can, uh, what can I do for, for this kid and sort of just enjoy. I know we were laughing the other day about the ladies in, uh, I think it was Maryborough coming into your show. And uh, <laughs> Dean Murphy telling me you were looking for love. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've had, you, just, not <laughs> you're not looking for love, I know. Um, but you've had two two great women in your life, and I know a lot's been said um, about you know the Lin having Linda and and Nolene. And there was a, a, quite a bit in the media about that. But the, the takeaway for me is that you had two wonderful women by your side, haven't you? In yeah. Yeah. So uh, Nothing lasts forever and they, and they sort of fade off. It's sort of like, but you know, when they were happening, they were great. You can ask for no more than that. I, I've often heard about the, and a bitter divorce. Nolan was a bit bitter about the divorce because, you know, I'd left, we'd already drifted apart. We'd already been divorced once and I took up with another woman. But um, there was never bitter battles. There was never custody or issues or money or anything like that. I don't have any of those problems now. I believe I was shattered when uh, uh, I read in the press when uh, Linda found uh, Hufford. Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was quite happy for her. We'd been down, the, you know, the road and that had worn out and that was gone and now we're friends. And I, you know, I wish them well. I think they would wish wish you well also. Um, so on on the record, Hogs, you're not looking for love? No, no. <laughs> you've, got your, you've got your cryptic crosswords. Oh, yes, not a substitute, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you can read more of Paul's extraordinary life in his autobiography, The Tap Dancing Knife Thrower, My Life Without the Boring Bits, out on October 29. On the next episode of Evening Viewers, Hoags and his good mates Shane Jacobson and Dean Murphy take us on a road trip, letting us ride shotgun with them through these three very good friends' adventures. See you for the next episode of the podcast.
The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.